before we start this, I want to keep everything a thousand percent. I was talking mad shit about this show. <laughs> I, I want to keep it a hundred with you guys. I was talking mad shit about Andor. I said this show shouldn't exist. I said it's a waste of resources. I said lots of things. If Andor was a real person, he would pull up and be like, yo, you've been talking about my show shouldn't happen? Yo, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell, man? What's going on? I'm pulling up on you. Hey, what's good, gang? Tonight we're talking about Star Wars Andor, the series that dropped on Disney+. Plus. This stars Diego Luna returning as Cassian Endor. It's about the early stages of the Rebel Alliance that will eventually take on the Empire and eventually take us to the beginning of Rogue One, a Star Wars story in which we saw Cassian Andor and the crew of Rogue One get the plans to destroy the Death Star, taking us into Star Wars A New Hope. Before we go into any details, uh, let's see what we got here today with us to talk about it. Not only you guys here in chat, what's good, but we also got our very own Dot Chris. Yep, brought my own lasers and everything. Yeah, and I'm your host, the Backyard Easter Deer, guys. So we're watching the prequel to the prequel. You know, we were watching the guy playing the guy playing the dude as the other dude. Yeah, so Disney Plus dropped three episodes, and in it, we're following along Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, making his way through his part of the galaxy, trying to get off his little dirt rock and uh, into a better life. But lo and behold, uh, a dealer comes through and is like, hey, hmm, I kind of recognize your intelligence, your, your cunning, and your willingness to go into an empire stronghold and steal an incredible part. I'll give you an extra thousand credits if you told me how you did it. He's like, how I did it? What does it matter? And he's just like, bro, I'm trying to recruit you for the Rebel Alliance. Let's freaking go. And I am liking Andor so far. Production-wise, it's incredible. They've obviously spared no expense, giving us a movie quality Star Wars show. This isn't cheap. It doesn't look like Obi Wan. It looks more expensive than Obi Wan. Obviously, it looks more expensive than like the, some of the even some of the better parts of the Mandalorian, and even some of the other live action Disney Plus shows that we gotten as well, including the Marvel shows. I think this is the best looking one out of all of the shows we've gotten so far. So, props to the production people because it looks incredible. And part of that is due to they shot a lot of this on location, not on the volume. That soundstage with the big LED screen that uses the Unreal Engine to kind of project worlds behind you all around you in movie theaters um but uh yeah i i think so far so good i'm liking the story i'm liking the characters i'm liking the world building but uh yeah i think this is a really good start instead of dropping three episodes i think they should have dropped one like one hour long or however it, it, it adds up to the individual episodes being but maybe that's also the suits of disney being like well we want a high episode count so it sounds more sexy and more attractive like ooh, 12 episodes and not just six hmm <laughs> well those are my thoughts chris let's toss over to you what did you think of andor so far all right um so i watched this in like the worst possible way which is i watched episodes one and two yesterday and then I had to go to bed because I'd be up early. Oh. And I was like, what did I just watch? Because nothing happened. Like, I didn't dislike it. I just straight up, like, just flatlined of, like, indifference. Like, I didn't dislike it, but it just, like, didn't really hook me. I was like, this is a lot of really nothing happening. And then I was, so, like, I wasn't super stoked to watch episode three today. But, um, but episode three is, like, way better. Like, things happen. In this up in episode three, honestly, if this was a movie like the first two episodes, so forty minutes a pop, so that's what an hour and a half or so, um, that would have been a fifteen minute like introduction. Like honestly, it, not much happens, um, and so I was I was like, oh man, but um, but there was some really cool stuff in this third episode. I still don't really like. I feel like they're not 
they're not giving us enough of like the mystery of like what do people actually what are people actually looking for for it to be like a week like the week to week like like right now i feel like there's really not much for me to be like oh yeah i i can't i can't wait for next week and i can't i can't even think about like what's gonna like what is gonna happen the next the next episode like clearly they're gonna go the rebel alliance what have you um but the action that we got like the um the kind of shootout in that like uh garage warehouse was like holy crap that was like one of the best shootouts that we've seen in a star wars movie um so there are things that I'm really liking about the show. Uh, like Serge said, a lot of the the production value is awesome. There are moments like the the first scene in the bar or rather the brothel um, did kind of feel like it was on the volume. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, is everything going to feel like this? But then there are moments where it opens up and you're like, oh, yeah, this is a friggin set, um, which is absolutely which is absolutely beautiful. Um I just I, I, I wanted to move a little I wanted to move a little faster. There are, are, are things like. Um, when the rich the the rich guy that comes to recruit him comes down in episode two, I was kind of like, why? I don't understand why we're having this moment where we're just seeing this dude fly down with no dialogue, and then he gets on the train and someone talks at him, and then he had a total of maybe three minutes of screen time, and then the next episode it was like a huge thing that was there. It was like a, just a, a weird pacing stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, episode three got me some good stuff. Uh, it, it feels. It feels like a sci-fi show that the fact that it's Star Wars is like secondary. Like this could very easily not be a Star Wars movie, um, which I think is actually good uh, to see something different, to have something that feels different. Um, a lot of the stuff that we that we see so have seen so far kind of feels the same. And this feels like a departure from the the same old mold. Um, so I don't know if you feel the same way about about the vibe of the show. It's, it's certainly much darker. Oh yeah, yeah. This is definitely written by adults for adults. Yep. <laughs> you know, yep. because a lot of the other like uh, Star Wars shows and Disney Plus shows, like you can tell, are kind of a curtail for family, right? There's a lot of like whimsy, a lot of like magic happening. But this one here, you can really feel like it's really for adults, especially the scene where Cassian is dealing with these two guards, these corpos. And I love that they're called corpo. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is we got some uh, some cyberpunk fans here? Oh, the corpo. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, like Cassian's dealing with these two uh, corporal guys, and he accidentally kills one. How did he even kill that guy? Like he did some sort of. He like... hit him in the throat. Ah, interesting. So he hit, yeah. Mm. So he hit that guy in the throat. So that movie, one big thing that 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 moment introduced was like in this show, death matters. A lot of times yeah. we see, you know, our heroes, uh, whether the Rebel Alliance or Jedi or what have you, like just mowing down just faceless stormtroopers and things like that. Um, and this show is very like careful to show you like when people get killed, not only does it matter, um, but there are there are consequences. So it's like rough. Like you you see the the you see the dead person lay on the ground, and they they show it to you. So you're like, oh yeah, this is this is not your daddy's Star Wars. Yeah, that was a heavy moment too because the way the other guy was just like, wait, he's he's not breathing. He's not. There was like a certain yeah. panic and a certain like, oh, this is real. <laughs> this is really real. You know, yeah. and, it, and it's funny. It felt that you more Blade that. Runner than Star Wars. It really did. It, like I'm yeah. seeing seeing a lot of that uh, over over social media. It felt more like uh, not like stars, but like a cyberpunk dystopian future yeah. type thing. And then they pepper in certain Star Wars, like like you got the Gong Droid, and you got like certain sort of like ships in the background. It's the like, stuffed okay. Bantha, which I felt like was in the <laughs> shot, was in the shot just to remind you. Oh, by the way, this is Star Wars. <laughs> it's like, oh, by the way, we also have merchandise. <laughs> yeah. If you want this very same one, we have it on sale. You know, then they like tweet about it. You know, like. Buy this in the store, like when uh, when Grogu ate the, the the macarons. Like, oh, by the, by the way, yeah. buy buy these blue macarons for some reason. Um, 
but yeah, I, I do like that. Yeah, that that's a really good point, Chris. That death here is is something serious. It's not like you know a flagship, you know, like Obi Wan, where a certain character gets stabbed by a really powerful space wizard and lives, and then gets stabbed by the same even more powerful space wizard. And like, it's like, what? What kind of Saturday morning Looney Tunes is this? <laughs> but here it's just like, oh crap, this guy, he's dead. And then uh, <laughs> the Android's just like, well, because I got to shoot you now. Shoots the guy in the head. It's just like, oh crap. And then we go back to the, the corporal, uh, Corpo headquarters, and the inspector guy is just like, yo, this is a serious offense. I don't know what's going on here, but somebody killed two of our guys. We can't let this stand. And I love how his official, his superior, was just like, listen, because um, the Corpo are essentially an affiliate of the Empire. They're not the Empire, they're an affiliate of them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you kind of like hear about that in the OG, like, like Star Wars where, uh, you know, like their grandma talking talks about, you know, the regional governors will kind of rule over their things. Like, okay. There's sort of like a system in place where the empire either is or isn't. There are certain systems and things in place that they kind of control and have their hands in, uh, in order for them to rule the galaxy. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. They're affiliates of the empire. And all of how his appear was just like, Hey man, like I'm going to a meeting and that involves keeping us off the radar. And this is part of it. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry our guys <laughs> died, but I'm trying to keep ourselves under the radar and that's good for you and me. The less the empire comes here directly, like the, the better off we are, you know, because you know, like the empire is swelling up They're They're putting themselves everywhere. I mean, even in, in the flashbacks of Endor, it looks like we had some sort of conflict between uh, maybe the new budding rebels, are we not really sure, and the Empire, but the Empire was definitely responsible for that ship going down. Dude, um, I'm so confused about those flashbacks. Like, yeah. I right now, oh, wait, no, it was an Imperial ship. It was an Imperial ship itself because the the innards are, are yeah, like very it was. Imperial. It was a, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they so talked about like, the re- the Republic coming down in like in doing something. So I don't know when they're referring to the Republic. I think they're they're still referring to the Imperials. But I, it's like yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's so weird that that whole yeah that that whole kind of like Lord of the Flies children with their own like, <laughs> language like I'm so confused about that and like why why it matters like okay they're here but are they stranded did they born there like why aren't there any adults um I don't I don't know why they're there and why that's important or if that's important yet and it feels like we've spent a there's been a lot of time spent on that with very little um explanation of of why it matters and kind of the same thing with the it's the whole show opens up with uh cassian in a brothel trying to track down his sister yeah but we don't know why he's tracking her down and it doesn't seem to at the moment it doesn't seem to matter it was just the catalyst to get him to interact with those guards um which is weird i don't know i I feel like his story seems very like self-contained like when we meet Cassian, he's part of the greater rebel alliance but it's it's weird i feel like the the spot that we start here is strange just because we don't there's nothing that's revealed like i don't know whether i should care or not that i don't know anything like they don't really tantalize you too much with the mystery it's more about the world um which i guess is better for sci-fi writing uh in fantasy writing but yeah, yeah, especially because like uh, uh, members of the press got to see the first four episodes, and and I think mm-hmm. some got to see a select few got to see even more up to six, I believe. Cool. And uh, and they all say seeing the first four really helped out because I think uh, four is when things like you got to see more of the imperial side, 
And it was gotcha. very important that they did show us the first three episodes because, like you said, you saw the first two and then you saw the third one. If 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 they showed us the first episode, we had to wait another week for the second one. It, it would have been such a slog, so oh, boring. A I don't thousand know. Percent. I don't know if anybody would have been back for more. I mean, I mean, think about this as like a plate of food. It's like, okay, was there enough seasoning in this thing for us to come back for seconds? I don't think so. If the first episode, the first three, okay, that that, t- that tastes pretty good. It wasn't the best. I mean, but hey, it was pretty good. I mean, I'm kind of full. Um, you know, it's a new flavor. It's a new restaurant. It's a new place that opened up. You might tell some people about it. But like, hey, how was that place? You know what? It wasn't bad, right? And yeah. they, had, they had some pretty good stuff, some pretty good flavoring in there. But uh, yeah, I'll check it out because you're supposed to be dropping like a new, a new something on the menu uh, coming next week. And you're like, oh, okay, that that's, that's it's pretty you know worthwhile swinging by for you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe maybe the next episode shows us more into that because yeah, there's a lot of mention of casting and him being a canary. You know, this like yeah. <laughs> it's like what, one of the like, flies, like the tribe type. Yeah, they have their own language. It's not even <laughs> subtitled, and they're and, you know they don't know tech. Like they're sort of like a, like Native American, like tribal. Like they don't know technology. They see mm. a ship coming out of the sky, and they're like, "Whoa, what's that?" They kind of seem shocked about certain things. Like when when Andor got inside of the Imperial ship and he saw his reflection, he was like, "Whoa, <laughs> that's what <laughs> I look like." But it's just like, have you never seen yourself in a reflection of water? What? <laughs> Because obviously there's water, there's legs, but it was weird, right? He was like, "Who?" He was like, it was, it was like, 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 a, like a dog or a monkey, just like, "Oh, it's me." <laughs> just looking at themselves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, him being a canary, and, and all of a sudden it was this huge thing about a canary. Canary, we got to find this guy. This guy. It's like, holy crap! Like, uh, why is he yeah. looking for a sister? Or what's going to happen with him? So hopefully the rest of it won't be a slow burn because I think it's going to revolve into different directors doing the stories because the first three gotcha. was by the guy who did uh, the Bourne movies. And um, oh, yeah, that makes that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's his name? Tony so here's Gilroy. what else is weird ab- about Gilroy. this, uh, about the start of the show mm. is that like, it's kind of justified that he's on the run because he killed two people. Like he basically brought it on himself. The only reason they're looking for a guy who's a canary is because they overheard him talking to someone about the fact that he was looking for his sister that was a canary. And it's like, I guess they haven't they haven't given me enough to get me on Cassian's side yet. Mm. Like everything so far, it's like, yeah, he killed two people. Like, <laughs> of course they're gonna come in 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 yeah. try to track him down. Like, why do I why do I care yet that I should be on this on this guy's side? Um, and that's where it's like, like honestly, if the show ended right now, like things would still make sense. I'd be like, okay, yep, then he joined the Rebel Alliance, and then Rogue One happens. Like it, that's what's weird is that I feel like they're not they're not building the mystery enough. It's just kind of like okay, this is this is the world. Uh, also, the corpos do, do they don't they remind you from I think are they the Alexandrians from the Guardians of the Galaxy from that that planet? Oh that yeah, they do. <laughs> they look like they the do look like that. Blue. Yeah, are they just recycle? Hey, Disney, are you guys just recycling? <laughs> what, yeah. What's happening here? Yeah. Well, James Gunn is done with Guardians Three. We might as well uh, might as well, well reuse some costume. of this shit. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of odd. Yeah, but that's a really good point, Chris. That we don't really get a feeling like why we should like Andor or be on his side. Yeah. Because I mean, we, we've all seen Rogue One. We all seen the sacrifice he made and stuff like that. And it's weird mm-hmm. how even in the description for Andor, you know, it's like uh, he will embark on a path that will that is destined to turn him into a rebel hero. Like it. Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> 
Ah, rebel hero. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but people people knew of the sacrifice of Rogue One. I don't know if they specifically knew of Cass and Andor <laughs> were singing his praises for, for years to come, even though later on the, the sequels kind of undo all that and the Empire just kind of re-rises as the First Order. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, he kills two guys and then he's kind of off on the run. The corporate's looking for him. Like one of them is like, it's really ambitious. He, he kind of reminds me of uh, of uh, the director Krennic where he's trying to <laughs> really yeah. assert himself in his organization and people around him Except are like, he's way whinier. Yeah. Oh, way whinier. <laughs> and I, lo I love like his, uh, his, his like a uh, lieutenant guy, the guy who's actually yeah. in charge of like the, the security forces. And he's just like this actual hardened man actually been in battle. You know, he's got, <laughs> I love how he looks like he could have been pulled out of the original uh, trilogy. He's got the mutton chops. Yeah. He's got the look and everything like that. Absolutely. It was definitely yeah. a throwback. It was, it was so funny when he was giving this speech and, and, you know, then he's like, all right, sir, it's your turn now. And he's just like, well, what else can I say? Bro, you just delivered a good speech that roused the man. What can I say? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is that for me to say? And he's just like, all right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's time. This will... Show the people. Okay, great. And he the redeemed the corpo start the storyline for me because after the first two episodes, I was like, "Why do I care about these guys?" Then that dude walks in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I would follow this guy <laughs> into war. He freaking rules." That guy knows what's up, especially when they're down the on the planet and he was leading the charge. Like I was like, "Damn, oh my God. this guy's got to go in." That dude and, doesn't fuck around. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's and it's and it's funny too because uh, I think Tony Gilroy did a really good thing where they kind of show us you know there's different sides to all the stories. And I was watching an interview mm -hmm. with him where you talked about how. Um, and, this, and I'm talking about the Tony Giro, the director of the first yeah. episodes of, uh, of Andor here. He was also a screenplay writer on Rogue One, and he did the, uh, the, the Bourne movies with Matt Damon. He's saying how, you know, the characters need to feel real. The characters need to feel believable, because even though it's in, like, a Star Wars world, you need to know that, you know, these are different people, there's different sides. Because at one point, I kind of felt for the corporate people, especially when Andor, like, <laughs> and his, um, and uh, Stellan Scarso's character, Luthen, like a uh, blew up that uh that that speeder that was like like going towards those guys and you kind of saw yeah, like, they the, weren't ready that was weren't... such a good friggin' scene of it, like dude. when it flipped when this it flipped the script and all of a sudden they're on the defensive yeah. and you felt and you feel it you feel these guys are like oh we're in over our heads right now. <laughs> yeah because they almost kind of feel like the, the the guys from from like an office like a corporate office somewhere who are giving like hey you guys are like mall security <laughs> for this planet yeah. you know you need to go down there and they're like oh we're not like a, equipped for this like what the hell this is like real shit <laughs> they just like this killed some of our guys what the hell and i thought that was really uh, uh like clever writing because you see the inspector like oh crap we're, we're in over our heads here what are we gonna do yeah. and that's probably where where the imperials are gonna come in they're just like yo we have a problem here yeah you know the people are gonna be kind of like wow you guys really can't police your own planet we got to step in okay maybe we should leave a garrison there <laughs> you know <laughs> oh man but uh yeah i like how it's starting to show like the different sides of the war right it's not just mm -hmm. like you know like faceless nameless people it's real people trying to do what they think is best and i think that's the best part of, of villains and heroes showing that they're all trying to do what they think is the best so i'm yeah. not i wasn't i was like you kind of not feeling corporal but then after that explosion i was just like oh man they're just they're just trying to do their job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, yeah. These are just paper pushers that decide to go into the field. So far, uh, uh, was there a character that that stood out to you so far? Um, not, not really. Um, like I, I like that we got a feel for the world, but I feel like the characters are so undefined at the moment, with the exception of, like the corpo guys. Um. But you like you don't really know how everyone ties together yet. Like you have idea, you have a vague idea, but they don't really tell you. Like everyone just seems to be working with machinery. 
uh also that like salvage yard definitely reminded me of um jedi the beginning of jedi fall in order dude i was like yeah, i was like I oh def- is cal kestis there like where's he at where's dude he- <laughs> i was waiting for cal kestis to walk by i was like oh man i've been here before yeah. um but yeah i don't know yeah i think that's a you know uh, I, I don't know about a problem because it's it now i'm glad that you said the the, the born thing because it kind of does have that very like in born every character doesn't feel over the top they do feel very real and very grounded and that's one thing about the show is everything is very grounded there's not big flowy speeches it's just hey i need this can you do this for me yes okay i'll be back later um but there's like so much of that without like specifics that you don't really know you're like all right he's gonna go here now i really do feel like the first two episodes should have just been 15 minutes like the first 15 minutes of the third episode um to be honest like so much of that could have just been written off and i felt like why are we spending this much time with this stuff bro for real Um, like they they really need to get someone to get on the cutting room floor and consult these consult these things cut them down i wonder if it's like a suit thing you know Mm. i don't know like if you're padding stuff out because also these episode numbers aren't accurate. There's like 10 minutes oh, yeah? of credits, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when I mean, you guys watch it, like, like, like hit pause when the show actually ends and you see like 10 minutes. It's like of, five and a half. It's, it's like bro, five, and eight, like five and a half to eight minutes. On it's the, on it's the insane. Episode, it's yeah. just like, I know a lot of people worked on this, but damn. <laughs> like <laughs> it really takes away from the episode time. I don't know what they're doing there with that. But uh, yeah, I was expecting, uh, you know, our boy Cal Kestis, uh, Cameron Monaghan to just walk across the screen or say something. I was like, say something, be there, be there, come on, let's go. <laughs> but so far, I think Andor's off to a good start. It's it, For me, it's yeah. a bit of a slow burn somewhat. Uh, I did watch all three episodes all the way through in one sitting. So that definitely kind of helped out. Mm. And it also helped out in me, and by helped out, meaning uh, understanding the story getting the mood of the story, the feel of the story, what they're trying to convey. Because I think sometimes what happens is I think some people will like, you know, put it on in their office on one of the monitors and just like start watching something. Because then when sometimes when you see or read a review, it's like, did you really just sit down and watch it? You know, not saying (laughs) this is the best show on the planet, but I think so far it's a really good start. I want them to really hit the ground running in the next episode because if we're going to tune in each and every week for a slow burn, then it's just like, Mm. ah, you know? Like I don't need it to be like big... Star Wars explosion space battle every single episode, but you got to give us something to come back for. You know, I mean, like yeah. at least at least in Mando, we had intrigue every single episode. We didn't know what was going to happen, and we all know this is leading up into the rebellion. We all know where Rogue One ends, so it's just like okay, this story that we haven't seen before. And then we have uh, the story we haven't seen before. <laughs> I don't know. You got to give us something to be intrigued, something to give us like get us interested. Because before the show came out, I was talking about how we already have sort of seen this story ready before you know like obviously not specific of this story about you know the birth of the rebel alliance but like we've seen the rebel alliance we've seen the rebels versus the imperials you know we've seen you know like in the animated series and live action the the mentionings the the video games i mean you've seen this era before and uh, this was made in a time before kathleen kennedy the president of lucasfilm kind of promised that they're going to move forward in Star Wars with stories that don't really rely on these sort of like Skywalker era like type characters and places like, yes, the Rebel Alliance is great. Um, to me, it seems like, you know, uh, a suit was like, hey, we need something bankable that we can make a lot of good money on. So let's put this in a time frame that people know and is familiar with. and It's not too far off that people will tune in for or subscribe for. So hopefully moving forward in Star Wars, I'm more interested in seeing original stories like like Acolyte, I hope. That means Sith Acolyte. I hope it's a Sith story. I would love to see Old Republic stuff. I'm going to say that till I fucking die. 
Um, <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm personally just tired of like the fuck, like the, I'm tired of the Rebel Alliance bullshit. I want a more interesting story. It's like, yes, we get it. It's like, like that's not all of Star Wars. It's a galaxy far, far away, not a fucking neighborhood far, far away. Give me original characters shout out to diego luna he's an executive on an executive producer on here which means extra cheddar cheese for his pocket some extra confetti nice. some extra you know whatever extra extra scratch so good for him on that like I, and also props to whoever negotiated that because that, that's a big w for him right there you know he didn't come back as just an actor as just a lead he came back as executive producer and lead actor so shout out to him because he's actually good i like diego luna so no smoke to diego luna yeah no smoke to diego luna my opinion i would just like to see an original star wars story there's probably thousands if not millions of people who have like written you know who go to school who was inspired by star wars whenever they saw it in their lives who have written star wars stories where are those where are those stories where are those original things i mean we had a, a certain thing called Star Wars Visions, where you had Japanese creators thinking of their own original stories and putting them to animation. And some of them were really good. And like one or two of them really stood out to me. And when those episodes were done, I wanted more. When I heard about Andrew, I was like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen <laughs> that character. Uh, Diego Luna was great. I liked the movie. He died. The, the movie served its purpose. We also didn't ask for that movie, but I thought it turned out really well. Andrew ran his course, yada, yada. I, let's, let's move on from that. But Kathleen Kennedy did promise we're going to move on. So I can't wait to see original stories. Pick out, uh, take some time out of each week maybe to read the thousands of millions of emails, have a dedicated team to look at, okay, what Star Wars stories are coming in? What can we think? Because I know there's a Lucasfilm story group team who thinks of these things, but maybe, just maybe, the chefs you hired in the kitchen can benefit from an outside source. Maybe you get a guest chef to come into your restaurant who can cook up something pretty good. Sometimes they cook up stuff that's not that great. I'm looking at you, Robert Rodriguez. I'm looking at you, Robert Rodriguez, giving us that fucking Vespa gang and their candy-colored bullshit <laughs> and that the slowest fucking chase scene I've ever seen in a Star Wars. Like, any, any, like what, a, what a fucking disaster. How do you go from the Boba Fett episode of The Mandalorian to that? Bro like what the hell Whoa. like that movie that episode was freaking awesome that was, episode was amazing yeah and then there was a whole show about it man bro it, uh, it was it was about how the mandalorian was like the best part of the boba fett series <laughs> yeah i the mean best episodes ugh, ridiculous anyways yeah. but uh, uh chris um, so uh moving forward with with andor um mm -hmm. what is it that you would like to see in this show and what is something you want to see in star wars in general um, so I do kind of, so first of all, I, I do kind of like this, this era. I think we're, we're starting to get now we are like, we hadn't really seen a lot of stuff of this era of between the, the prequel stuff and the sequel stuff. Um, and by that, I mean, like in the last like 10 years now that we have a whole bunch of stuff that's in there, which I think is really interesting. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm good with it. Um, I do, I do really like the tone of this show. I really like that. It, it again. It doesn't, we know it's Star Wars. It doesn't necessarily feel entirely like Star Wars, which again, I actually think is great. It was kind of a similar thing with the Mandalorian where it had its own, it's had its own thing. The show, it doesn't really have the, didn't really have the, the hook of like, we need to like this character, which is, um, which has made it a little tough to get into again by the third episode. I'm on board. Um, one big thing I would like to see that I haven't really seen is some creature work. Cause right now there has been Ooh. almost it, 
almost exclusively humans, um, which I think is uh, weird because they're working. They're like, you know, a lot of time is spent in the city that kind of feels like a, a Moss Eisley type where, you know, like, you know, there's it feels like a, a lived in city, right? There's a bunch of people walking around. There's a bunch of people um, doing their jobs. They're all interacting, and that's great. It feels real. It feels lived in, but everyone's a person. There's like one. There's one big dude that comes in behind Cassian to intimidate him, and then there's like a group of. Uh, I they kind of look like the frog people that ran out when the 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 corpos. Or oh, yeah. they were they're hiding from there. But yeah. like that's it. Um, there are those dog thing, the junkyard dog things that actually look really look pretty cool. Hot. Yeah, they look friggin' great, and that's why I was like, man, if they can do that, like, why aren't we seeing, why aren't we seeing more of that? Which I guess probably also significantly cuts down on the budget of the show as well, because um, they're already doing a lot of location stuff, so it probably makes it easier to make when you don't have to worry about special effects and crazy costumes. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see more big picture stuff they haven't given me enough for cassian to make me really care that much about his story yet they haven't told me why he's important they just said you're important because i decided you were i don't know we don't know why um scars guard just come <laughs> walking and be like i've been looking for you cool why and how i don't understand um so i i would like to see that develop more because i want to i want to care about this character and not be like all right he dies in rogue one so i guess that's good I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the, that's, that's what a, I want. That's a really good point because uh, in Rogue One, they, they had the unfortunate circumstance of having a bunch of characters that we didn't know. They had to introduce mm -hmm. us to them very quickly. Um, and, and I think that was like one negative about Rogue One, some of the characters you want to really care about. And Cassie and Andor, I thought at the time, kind of suffered from that. Uh, mm -hmm. There are people now who say like, oh, he's their favorite character. I call Cap on that. But uh, <laughs> where's your cast in your cosplay and his coffee mug and all other shit? But now he's your favorite character. Okay, Cap. Yeah. But but um, here they can he make us things that, that no other character really has done. He's he's very cold, and I think that is an engaging tactic of that character. But what I say, he's I think that's interesting. I don't see that that's a yes, he's my favorite character type of behavior. Yeah, and and here like, you you have a good point where they they can make us care about him too, where his. Uh, untimely death and epic death. I mean, dude, what a yeah. way to go! God, <laughs> being killed yeah. by a <laughs> Death Star. What a way to go! God damn. Uh, yeah, they can make us uh, care about him here and make it, make it feel a bit more weighty. But uh, yeah, so uh, but but Chris, um, in in Star Wars overall, uh, outside of Andor, what is it that that you want to see? Um, I would like to see. I kind of want to see like more politics stuff of it. Like we know that's what I'm excited. They, they have this big shot of um, like the Senate room that we saw before. Uh, and we don't like, Senate. I'm hoping that we see like what happens. Okay. There were all these senators that were involved in the game. And then the emperor basically took over. Okay. What happened to those senators and how did they react to this basically hostile takeover? Um, and what happens to their planets? And like, okay, who outside of um, what's uh, Bail Organa? Like, who else is has like decided to that they they want to start a rebellion? Um, so I'm actually interested in that stuff. Um, that's kind of that's that's what I that's really what I want to see. That might be a little bit weird, uh, but we've had a lot of very character focused stuff. Um, as opposed to world focused stuff 
which I think has been kind of part of the problem with uh, a lot of the sequel, the sequel trilogy things. You focus very much on the characters, not on that what is actually happening in the galaxy. Great. There's a first order. That's the enemy. Okay. Where did they come from? How did that happen? I'm more interested in how they got there because we thought the empire was defeated and returned the Jedi. Okay. How did this new order rise up and how big are they? And what about the Republic that formed? And it like, there's a lot of questions that they don't answer because it's been so focused on the character, not on the world. Yeah, and I think that's something that the uh, the prequels I, uh, untimely un- <laughs> they undo the yeah. sacrifice of rebellions because like you th- you thought they were defeated, but like oh good, they just came back as as a restorer, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, hopefully uh, moving forward we, we get some new original uh, better Star Wars stories. But uh, here's Absolutely. something to, to end off on uh, here. So. Uh, we were told by official Star Wars that uh, we're going to get two seasons of Andor's. The first season is starting right now. Um, we're going to be going for, I believe, 12, 12 episodes. We have uh, parts one, two, and three out right now. But uh, here's something that, that broke news the other day. Season number two from official Star Wars, they've already told us that it's going to get us closer to the events of Rogue One. But the thing we didn't know was that they're going to start filming this thing from this November until next august and we're not going to essentially see season two of andor for another two years not that sad about it because we know there's so much stuff that we're going to get in between then so it's like not like we're going to be starved for star wars right Mm -hmm. like they've been they they put a lot of work into the show um and it's it's very clear about that like we saw some you know quick footage very early on um, so this feels like something they invest, they definitely invested in. Um, but we have a lot more stuff to look forward to between now and then. Um, so that's fine. A two year schedule and yeah, like a million other shows in between now and then <laughs> that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. For, for me, it just, it just sounds odd that we won't get like a, another, cause I mean, the same thing happened with, with Loki, right? We saw the first season of Loki, you know, it got received very well. So we're just going late for a, a second season. Um, but my whole thing is who, who cares after a certain point, like who, who the hell cares? Who asked, you know, I mean, we have Andor this first season so far it's been received pretty well. I, I, I've been seeing reviews to, you know, mediocre too. This is like my favorite star Wars thing that I've seen in a long, in a long time, but our audience is really going to be interested in a season two in two years from now. Sure. We're going to get other star Wars stuff, but my whole thing is that would that be too late? It, it, is it going to still give people something that they actually want to watch and want to view because, you know, after, you know, that amount of time, we've already seen the first whole season. We've seen some other, you know, like Star Wars stuff that come out and they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, guys, two years later, remember Andor, <laughs> we got season two <laughs> coming up for you guys. And it's just like, ah, are people still going to care? I mean, I have no doubts. People are still going to watch, but it's just like, that's such a long time and so many yeah. resources for a project like that, when I think they should be allocating resources to other things, I mean, you got to put lots. I mean, look at the production of this thing. You got to put a lot of money, a lot of time, and people on this thing. And I think season two, I think it should have been one season shot and, and focus on other properties. Put all your resources into other properties because it looks like they put a lot into Andor that they sure didn't do for Obi-Wan, which is wild to me that this is it. Production-wise, everything is so much better than Obi-Wan, which is wild to me. How is Andor so far? Um, at least production-wise, <laughs> at least production-wise, like better oh, yeah. than Obi-Wan. Which I mean, is a shame. 
it's crazy. And and some people are just like, well, you know, there was a pandemic. It's like, this thing was also being made during the, come on, this thing did, like, like, they spent two years also making this thing as well. I think they started shooting Andor before, or they started at least pre-production on Andor before they even announced the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Like, we've known about Andor for a really long time. So this also went through the pandemic. So everyone's just like, well, right. give me kind of credit. because It's just like, well, other shows like The Boys was also shot, like the, the Lord of the Rings show. I mean, say, say what you want, but it looks yeah. beautiful. I mean, there's so many... It's not an excuse anymore. That was it's, an excuse it's, in 2021. It's exactly. Not it's not really an excuse, <laughs> you know, and, and especially, you know, a billion-dollar company like Disney can, you know, figure it out. You know, step one, figure. Step two out repeat steps one to two <laughs> till you figure it out so uh and, and and it's not to say that you know doing this kind of thing is easier doing this kind of thing no. is you know oh whatever i'm just trying to say that i would like star wars to pull their resources into original stories and certain things and a season two of andor that's going to be airing two years from now i think they should recuperate and okay listen uh, we, we need to do uh, maybe they can walk and chew gum, gum at the same time Maybe there's stuff that we don't even know that's coming out and that's being worked right now. Maybe there are walking chewing at the same time. You know, uh, it, it's sad to see certain things like, you know, um, the Patty Jenkins movie that's like uh, indefinitely mm, on hold, you know. And I was looking forward to seeing that, you know, like she talked about in the preview, you know, her dad was a fighter pilot. So, yeah. you know, we're going to get the, that aspect of, of, the, of the Rogue Squadron thing because some of the best writing and, and best stories ever told have like a personal stake in them from people who know certain things. So, and especially since like Top Gun Maverick made like a billion dollars, dude. I would fast track it. Are you kidding me? This is this is our number one. Top Gun made a billion dollars. We need we need we need to get on that. We got our own thing, right? <laughs> we got Rogue Squadron. We got X Wing Fighters and shit. I know they're not jets, but hey, space jets. Let's do it. No, fast Top track. Gun was it was a trench run that they turned into an entire movie. <laughs> it was like it was. <laughs> yeah, it 1, literally was thousand percent. I just I just watched Maverick last week for the first time, and I was like, "What you think? This is great." Ah. Uh, it was super fun. Like so such good. a dad movie, like absolutely <laughs> a dad movie, but like in the absolute best way, like yeah. no complaints at the end. It just, it went so over the top and I was like, you know what? It's Tom Cruise. This is, it's justified. That's fine. That it was so fun. It was just a fun ass movie. Yeah. So yes, do that, but star Wars make it. Yes, happen. exactly. And you know what's funny? You say it is it, the whole premise was a trench run. <laughs> It was. Yes. It was a trench. It's, it's as if the rebels were 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 practicing for a trench run for, for with, with with rookies who like like thought they were the best of the best. But you know, you have like some guy who was like very adept in the force, Maverick, and he's like, "No, you guys think you're good, but I'm good. I'm going to show you how." And they do the trench run. Like the, imagine that with like Star Wars dressing. Oh my god! Come Amazing. on, come on! I don't know what Patty Jenkins had in mind, but because she had a personal stake. In the story, I was like, oh, okay, that means she's gonna really gonna give this thing some heart and some weight. Her dad was a goddamn fighter pilot. She's she's really gonna write a good goddamn story. Um, but because of creative differences, and that's the problem with Lucasfilm. It's like, uh, let your let, oh. your let your people do their thing. Let them do their thing. Let them do their thing. That's the second time Patty Jenkins has had issues with Disney. She was supposed to direct uh, Thor two, yeah, the Dark World, and then uh, then they didn't like her vision, and so she was like, all right, you can't. I can't make the movie I wanted to make. I'm out. Yeah, and 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 Patty Jenkins wasn't the only director within inside of Lucasfilm that was, you know, we had like, a, like Colin Trevorrow, and if you guys have seen yep. the leaks about 
you know, like what the the actual last movie of the, of the sequel. It would have been be. so good. It would have been so it good. Been oh so my good. god! And especially that, like you know, we had the official artwork that that was quote Ugh. unquote leaked, and the yeah, the, and the guy who uh, did the art, I think it was um was was it Chow? He was like, yeah, no, that's the artwork. <laughs> like that, he's like, that's yeah. what we worked on. And I was like, no way. So the story's real. Oh my god, that movie would have been so sick. Yeah. It been so crazy. It have been so Finn nuts. Leading a, re- a rebellion on in Coruscant. A last stand on Coruscant. That would have been <sighs> bro. Just, balls out awesome it it, it, it would have it would have made a billion it would have made a like a quintillion billion adult like are you kidding me like yes and especially and especially working in like carrie fisher's and like having leia like 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 putting out a call for everyone you know to be a part of the rebellion you know and her inspiring hope across the downtrodden of coruscant and all over and people coming together yeah. and him leading against like like uh, come on and at the same time like it would have been amazing balls it, it would have been yeah. so so crazy well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. we we'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.